Okay, so welcome back to our second podcast of what it means to be human. Um, today we're talking about Slaughterhouse Five by Kurt Vonnegut. Okay, so I think the most important thing to like focus on with this is like the whole trauma versus memory thing, and how he's like literally gone through so much stuff, and it's really affected his like memory and his perception of his memories and experiences that he's been through. Yeah, it kind of um, shows that being human, we are. We can our tr- our trauma, our past, what's happened to us can um, like it's part of being human. It to be to have that flawed type of like memory and perception of what reality really is. I feel like I mean, of course, he was like in the war, but I feel like his like actual mental decline like didn't even start till he was in the plane crash, which was like several years yeah, later. Yeah, well, I think that that was what triggered it all. Even though he had, you know. Um, he, he was in the war, but even whenever he was in the war, after the war, that didn't happen. It didn't occur until um, that, cl- that, pr- that plane crash. So that's what makes it, that's what makes me think maybe it was something physical even, like in his... Kind of like he was suppressing all of the stuff from the war, and then once the plane crash happened, it well, was I think maybe, like, yeah, and I, I think... I thought he said that in like part of the book, where he said he was suppressing all his feelings until the plane crash, and then that's when he just... Yeah. Yeah, the but, bump like released something. Yeah. I guess like when he hit his head. I think is what he said. I think I think yeah. That's what makes me think it's something physical because it was like, well, if he hit his head, then now all this, that might just be like some type of like illness, you know? Like I don't know, like a long concussion. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also important to look at the um, the uh, determinism that um, Vonnegut is pushing on us with the Trophimadorians and the. Um, their perception of time. Their perception too. of time and how it's not linear. It's it just and how you, nothing happens for a reason. It's not like necessarily time because it does. Yeah, like it like it's like almost like they never see death as a bad thing because well you still have memories of that person so it's basically like and it's like they're they, not it's kind of like they're not dead because time isn't linear. Yeah, and I don't. I don't know if I agree with that, but I think that's what this book, this book is at least trying to push in some type of way. Well, I think it's also like similar to how Sophie's World does too, is trying to just open your perspective. I think it's very like common just for people, like readers outside who like really don't know much about it, to like go in with viewing, oh, we only see time as this because this is how we were brought up and raised to know that we were taught this and yeah. that it is this linear that's, thing and you die and it's kind of like done. That's such a good point because like... It's weird to read books like this, and it's weird to read books like so- like Sophie's World, where everything that you already know, it's just like, oh, never mind, it didn't happen. Like, yeah. like it's it's really odd to read these kind of books and to like, feel for these characters that are like going through these things that almost don't feel human. Like they don't feel real. Yeah. And I mean, maybe they're not real. We don't know. But like it, yeah. It's weird. Seems yeah. unreal. Very, yeah, it seems unreal. Because in the book, like, Weary, I'm pretty sure, I don't think he actually, like, Three Musketeers, I don't think that actually happened. No, it didn't. It was, uh, I think, yeah, yeah, he just like imagined it. Yeah. yeah, I think that yeah. goes with the trauma part, too. The yeah, it's like his just, perception of his memories, yeah, too. And, yeah. Or more Weary's perception of his memories, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. I guess he's just so distorted. Like, Maybe he's trying to, him off to push this, like, idea that everyone in the war had some type of part of their memory or like 
their mental state skewed by the war, maybe. Well, yeah, not only Billy, too, but even just Vonnegut himself in, like, the first opening chapter, he says, like, oh, I was ready to write this great book about Dresden and all this stuff, but then it's, like, he's, like, I couldn't think of anything to write, which is why he even had to get O'Hare involved in all that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. but um, it's almost like when you go through something so traumatic, it's, like, uh, you can't remember certain things just because, like, it's real to you, but it's hard to put it into words. So, to tie this all to the, what does it mean to be human thing? Yeah, what does it mean to be human? What does it mean to be human? I guess, uh, to tie it all to that, um, <laughs> um, to be human is kind of just, um, the things that you go to, you go through, they can skew your pers- perspective of, um, things that happen in your life, not everything that happens in your life. Maybe did happen. Maybe I mean you never know. Maybe we're all just walking around thinking that this is real. Maybe we're not even talking to each other. Right now. Like <laughs> I mean, if I'm being real here, but yeah, like um, I think, I think it's. I'm sorry. I'm, you uh, you I think it's like definitely just like showing too that like because like we read the Chocolate Warriors and it's like oh that's not real. But like, how do like, we know that? We, yeah, how do we know that? So I think like oh gosh, I'm scared. <laughs> being human is like very. I feel like humans, too, are very, they think one thing, and it's very hard to get out of that like, mental state. Yeah, it's really hard mm-hmm. to get someone to be open-minded to something. Yeah. And even when you say you're I open-minded, mean, you're still kind of closed-minded. I mean, but, like, to give you, like, like just say, like, like let me see this book. Like, this is not right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like that's, like, that's not, that doesn't feel right. Like, obviously, like, something that you all, you always knew, you can't just, that's just Disprove it like someone say something. Yeah. Everyone kind of reminds me of the like white absolute truth. Not to be like pull another like everything in here, but it kind of reminds me of like the the white crow thing a little bit, you know? Yeah. Like it's it's just like why you can't disprove it, but it's like why would it? Why would you can't it disprove think? it, but you also can't prove it. Yeah, and you you don't you kind of don't want to prove it because then it, then it makes you feel weird, you know? Yeah. And being human, we're all uh we we're very stubborn. We like to know what we know and. This per- just dismiss anything that we don't, yeah. I guess, is what's... Yeah, that kind of reminds me of the thing where it's like, you, like trees don't fall in the forest unless you see them fall. <laughs> or like, you can't yeah, hear, you can't, you can't hear, sound, yeah, there's not a sound yeah, yeah. If, it, if it falls where no one yeah. can hear it. That's what that reminds me of. Yeah, I see, I see, I see the connection. Um, anything else you want to add? Yeah, I think I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that concludes this episode of What Does It Mean to what Be Human? What Does It Mean to Be Human? Bye! <laughs>